this is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. to once again welcome all of you here to Grand Castle Church of the Nazarene, and it's my privilege to announce to you here today that Pastor Amanda is going to be giving us the word today, so let's give her a little bit of encouragement today, amen, so she's going to be talking about changing your mindset, so Pastor Amanda. since I've been a teacher, and even more years since I've been in a pulpit. So I must say, I'm extremely nervous this morning. But I know God's got me, so I've got this. Okay. So we are now 36 days into the new year. How many of you made New Year's resolutions? Uh, I see one hand go up and one go quickly down because nobody else joined. So I guess no one made a resolution. Perfect! You all succeeded. <laughs> but if you did make a resolution and it hasn't quite worked out yet, don't be discouraged. There's still time. You can make changes today. There's still hope. So when I was asked to preach, I did not have a sermon up my sleeve, under my belt, or even one I could pull out of a hat. However, as the new year got closer, God gave me a personal theme for this year. After further prayer and pondering what on earth I was going to give as my message, God encouraged me to share it with you. My creative juices started flowing and I was getting excited, but then January came. And the theme of Pastor Phil's sermons oddly sounded like mine. I thought, oh no, I've got to start over from the very beginning. What am I going to do? So praying, praying, but each week I got a thumbs up saying, no, this is the direction I want you to go. So forgive me if things start sounding familiar, but don't tune out. Listen to see if God will be speaking to you. May we stand for the reading of his word. This morning I'll be reading from 1 Peter 1, 3-9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 
These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Amen. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are received, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Yeah. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for all that you've given me through this message. And I ask that it would touch open minds, receptive hearts, and ears. And God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Yeah. There is always going to be trials in life. These trials will show how genuine our faith is. Sometimes these trials repeat themselves like Groundhog's Day and cause you to ask, why me? Why this again? Haven't I already learned this lesson? But again and again, God shows us we have lots to learn and room to grow. Sometimes these trials are an enemy's attack where we are weakest. Did you hear that? He attacks us where we are weakest because he knows he can knock us down. But we have a choice through these trials. Are we going to focus on the circumstances surrounding us or are we going to focus on him? Next slide. So my message, changing your mindset in 2023. My first point, where is your focus? When trials come your way, where is your focus? Do you focus on the circumstances around you, or do you do your utmost best to keep your focus on him? Yeah. It is very difficult. <laughs> I'm only 43, but I've lived a lot to know that it's hard sometimes. And your mind does get distracted. But we should always be looking running to God, and focusing on things above. Even youths, sorry, Isaiah 40, 30-31 says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Even Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, your old worries and ways of thinking, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true rightness, righteousness and holiness. Amen. Yeah. 
When we focus on the circumstances, what is going around, around us, we get distracted and discouraged. We even get spooked like a horse. But God can become our blinders if we keep our focus on him. When we keep our focus on him, we're able to keep our steps straight in the right path. And we receive hope and encouragement. Micah 7, 7 says, As for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior, and my God will hear me. Amen. Deuteronomy 31, 8. The Lord himself goes before you. You are, and you, the Lord goes, himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never, ever leave you, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. So through all of this, I want you to try to find the blessings through the trials. Because, believe it or not, there are some. In Lamentations 3, 22-23, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, We are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So, my next slide. No. No. (laughs) There should be a picture of... Uh, count your blessings instead of sheep. Sorry. Um, I don't know where it is up there. But yes. So anytime that you are worried about something, you're going through trials, it consumes every fiber of your being. So you can't even rest or sleep. So I was reminded of a song in the movie Holiday Inn where, um, now I'm forgetting his name, Bill Cosby sings, Count your blessings instead of sheep. Anytime you count what God has given you, he's able to give you more and more peace. So don't count all the trials that you're going through, all the troubles that are facing you. Even if they're hitting you, I don't know, like 5,000 at one time. Sometimes that's what it feels like. So, and maybe the trial is inconvenient, painful, or uncomfortable. But what is God trying to teach you in that moment? That one small space in time. Psalm 35. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. short. You're single. Maybe you don't have a car, you don't have a house to call your own. Maybe you're renting an apartment or something. Maybe you're missing something in your life that you're longing for. But what has God blessed you with today? I know everyone here has been blessed with many of the same things. One, life. 
You woke up this morning, right? Yes. Yes. And we're all breathing. Right? If you're not breathing, you're sitting here all dead. So I hope you're still breathing. He has blessed you maybe with a job or something I hope for someday, retirement. (laughs) You have shelter, food, a warm, warm bed and clothes. You have family and you have friends. And especially those you can count on to drive you to different places when your car is broken down. Or maybe you were blessed with a house of your own. Maybe even, even greater than this, you are 100% debt-free. Oh God, please let that happen soon. Yes. So I want you to focus on the positives through all of your trials. It might be difficult, but focus on the positives. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when you're thinking about all your trials, Isaiah reminds us in 43, 18 through 19, forget the former things. Don't think about them. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you see it? Can you feel it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So when you're thinking about all the things God has been doing for you in these trials, find ways to adore him. What has he been doing for you right now, in the past, and the future? One, help get... Oh, wait, sorry. So he has helped me get to my destination safely. He helped me find a job and a place to live on the same day. He helped provide a way out of a bad situation. Thanksgiving. He had a stranger pay for my groceries. Family, church family, has taken up many love offerings for many different people. At a time when I had a rough house living situation, a family took me in and allowed me to live with them. And I know every winter, when it starts, we all have found this. I found $10 in a coat I haven't worn for a year. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) So with all these praisings of God giving him adoration, it helps shift the atmosphere. It changes your mind by putting it on things above. So what things are you listening to? Maybe you need to change the music, change the TV channel, or even turn it off. Change the book you're reading, the people you're getting advice from. Even turn off the negative talk from the enemy. It's not up there. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. 
Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ God. So God has given us many, many blessings. Focus on them. Fill your mind with positive things. Or maybe just sit in silence. Simply listening to God speak to you. Pray. If you don't know how to pray, just scream. I know there were some times I could not get words out of what was going on inside of me. So I literally just screamed. God doesn't care. I feel that these are the groanings of the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So no matter if you utter gibberish, God is going to understand exactly what your prayer is, what you're saying. If you don't know what words to speak, maybe you know how to write. Write out a letter to God. Maybe sometimes we don't think of it, but communication with God is just like talking with another person. So even writing a letter to God is getting your prayer out. Just get everything out of your mind until it's clear. You can praise God. You can dance. Yes, Nazarenes can dance. (laughs) And most importantly, read your Bible. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Psalm 98, 1. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his only holy arm has worked salvation for him. Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks and praise his name. Psalm 118, 24. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad in it. Or as we most famously know, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 30, 11, 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. In Psalms 149, 3-4, let them praise his name with dancing, make music to him with tremble and harp, for the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Or maybe... You like to sing. There's many songs that are in your head of praises. So just sing to him. The river of God sets my feet to dancing. The river of God fills my heart with cheer. The river of God fills my mouth with laughter. And we rejoice for the river is here. Now maybe you can't sing well. But... God says, make a beautiful noise unto him, because it's music to your ears. 
your mind and your thoughts. I've even heard exercise is a good way to help change your mind. Yes, 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 yes. I know all you want to do when you're very sad and you just don't have faith in you, or your faith is so small that you are crumbling, darkness is around you. All you want to do is lay in bed or on the couch in your blanket cocoon, or as I call it, a blanket burrito. I know that's all you want to do, but movement can not only do wonders for your body, but for your mind. And again, maybe just fake it till you make it. You may not feel these songs. You may not feel that joy, that cheer. But if you give, I don't know how much time, your spirit will start shifting. And it will start to feel like real praise. And if you're still feeling it, call a faithful friend who can pray over you and with you. My last point is to change your self-talk. We are all good about stating our failures. We're all good about saying damaging things to ourselves. Like for me, last night I was stupid. Hear that word? Stupid. Because I agreed to work last night at Kroger. And it caused myself to have a lot of stress yesterday. How on earth am I going to be prepared for the sermon today? But I said the word, I'm stupid. That's not very encouraging, is it? So you need to change those ways. We forget to count the small things or to change our speaking to ourselves. Yes, maybe you did eat a whole pizza by yourself. But praise the Lord, there were vegetables on that pizza. <laughs> and actually, I got that one from Sandy, so I had to put it in there. Thank you, Sandy. Maybe you did not exercise for an hour like you had planned, but... God helped you get in 20 minutes. Maybe you were not able to fast all day. Maybe even you forgot until the middle of the day that you agreed to do it. But, praise the Lord, you got some fasting in that day. You do not have to be Pollyanna by any means. But give yourself a pep talk from God. There should be a slide, Anna Green Gables. Tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet. <laughs> yes, I know. I don't want to, I don't like that word yet. But yes, tomorrow is a new day. So at the beginning, I asked you if you made New Year's resolutions. If you had and you don't want to admit it because you failed, don't worry. Tomorrow's a new day. Try again. The next slide, you, it's hard to see it, but maybe you know the story of Alexander the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. If you do not know the story, at the beginning, Alexander wakes up. 
and he had forgotten to take out the gum from his mouth before he fell asleep. And now this gum is in his hair. And he already knows it's going to be a terrible, horrible, no very good, no good, very bad day. But you see, he started the day saying, just because the gum is in his hair, it's going to be a very bad day. Are you like that? Just because you spilt milk, do you already have the mindset, today is horrible? But is it really that the whole day, week, month, or year is really horrible, or maybe just a few moments? When you've made a mistake at work, and I've made many, or you have a disagreement with somebody else, do you let it carry on? Or do you let it go and let God have control? Another way to help yourself talk is to memorize and repeat scripture to yourself throughout the day. Even repeat ways that God has been there and provided for you in the past. Repeat God's truths and promises and proclaim them for yourself. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. And Isaiah 40.31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be thanked. God has never said that life will be easy or without trials, but he has promised he will never leave us alone. So I end with this. Guard yourself by putting on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the sword of faith, which you can extinguish all the flames of the arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit. On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. As the worship team comes, Let us pray.
Dear God, this lesson was hard for me because sometimes it's so easy to get weighed down by the circumstances. And I know there's others who might be in the same situation or have been in the past. God, thank you for helping me get this message out. And may it be an encouragement to those here. And again, I pray, amen. And right now, I would like to open the altars for anyone who would like to pray. And I will be here to pray with you. message that man has brought to us here today. Father, we thank you that we can just be here in your presence, Lord, and that you can 
have the ability to change our thinking, to change our ways, Lord, to, to be able to change us in such a way to make us more like who you are, Father. And so, Lord, we are grateful for that. We're grateful for the gift of your holiness that you can impart to us, Lord, to change our mindsets, Lord, to change the way that we approach life. And so, God, we're grateful for your Holy Spirit and your work here that you bring today. As we leave this place, Lord, we just simply ask that you just bless us, Lord, help to keep this message um, knit within our hearts and within our minds. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you all. God bless you all. Have a great day today. We just